Free Speech Radio News is an independent, listener-supported newscast produced by Simba Russo and Monica Lopez. Our Washington editor is Leanne Caldwell. Shannon Young is our headlines editor. Our technical production team at KPFA in Berkeley includes Eric Klein and Antonio Ortiz. You can listen to this newscast in its entirety at fsrn.org. We also welcome your comments, questions, and story ideas. Just email us at comments at fsrn.org. From KPFK in L.A., I'm Aura Bogado. Everybody, if you like soul, soul music, and funk, funk music, then join me, your host, Robert Wells, as I spin OG jams every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. on The Hop. Tune in, and you can bet your bottom dollar you'll hear songs Stop playing the wall. Everybody do the hop. Every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Only on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. And now, friends, Signore Velle will oblige us at the piano. Signore Velle. Senior Ravelli's first selection will be Somewhere My Love Lies Sleeping with a Male Chorus. song about Montreal. Montreal? I'm a dreamer. Montreal. I don't know that. I'll tell you what I do. I play one of my own compositions by Victor Hoyman. Make it short.
are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are For Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here, we're on, Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Hey, welcome. Welcome to you, too. We're having a raucous good time here before the show got started laughing away. Exactly. It's Wednesday, September 20th, and fall has fallen. Wow. Yeah. For sure. Holy moly, has ever. Autumn has fallen, I guess. Um, It's quite chilly out. But fall start tomorrow? It it starts at, like, sundown tonight. Ah, And then tomorrow's the first full day of fall. Gotcha. Um, And it is, it's chilly out there. It's a bit nippy. A little bit. Yeah. Um, And this is Closets Are for Clothes, of course. We welcome you, and thank you for joining us, something like that. And we also welcome you, definitely, for all our new listeners. For our new listeners, who I'm sure there are at least four or five. Sure. Yes, exactly. You know, till till the end of the show and then they'll be gone too. Right. (laughs) We'll just have our regular three or four listeners and it'll be great. So how are you, Dan? Well, you know what? My life is, you know, people always say, Dan, your life is like so different than everybody else's. I mean, the things happen to you that like never would happen to anybody else. And I'm kind of like, they're like wondering if I like stir this up, if I just kind of create these things or that things happen to me. And it's like... No, these things just happen to me. I don't know if it's my karma, if it's my, I don't know, my je ne sais quoi. I don't know. It's one of those. Um, so I was at, I went into work um, uh, Monday and, or no, Tuesday. And on my desk, when there's, when there's things that the janitors of the night staff have found or the custodians have found at night, they put it on my desk to kind of like, hey, these were lost and um, they may need a home soon either in our lost or found box or somebody might be claiming them. So sure enough, there was this round red item that was on uh, on my desk with a with kind of a mesh um, mask. It kind of reminded me of like the um, mosquito netting when people put over their faces where they're going to like deal with bees or, or mosquitoes oh, and stuff. right, right, right. I know exactly what you're talking about. And coming from the end of the the, not the mask part, but the cushion part, there was this long tail. And I took one look at it. Whoa. Right, exactly. And I'm just like, what kind of, you know, hair, what a kind of hat is this thing? And I'm trying to figure out what it is. 
And um, and the and I'm looking at it and I'm like, how would you put this on? And I'm trying to figure out how how the hat works and how it's styling and stuff. And then I realize it's not a hat. It's a placenta. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those fake placentas. It's a, it's a tool, a learning tool. Exactly. And the, the net is just to put the tail in um, so or the, the umbilical cord in. And the, and my coworkers were like, oh, my God, Dan, that is not a placenta. That is like, what if it sounded like where you just criticize some religious hat or garb and things like this? And I'm like, I am not aware of anything that would be wearing something looking like this. I'm just not aware of it. Well, right. maybe it's something that they put underneath their hats or put underneath something. And I'm like, I am not aware of anything. And so sure enough, I go upstairs to um, nursing and I'm like, hi, I think one of your faculty members um, lost this. And they looked at me like... Why do you think it's ours? And I said, because it looks like a placenta. And they're looking at me like, Dan, you are really making things up. You are really <laughs> out there. Did you get enough sleep last night? And sure enough, so I said, I want you to call because I bet you because there was a class across the across from my office that um, was on uh, pediatrics um, and um, OB. That's the class. I said, I want you to call the instructor and find out if she left her placenta behind. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, I am not going to call and ask her that. I said, then I will. Just get her phone number and I'll call her. Well, sure enough. And so while she was on the phone, it it's from Medical Teaching Incorporated or something like this. And on the on the placenta in yeah, really small tag. writing. Yeah. Um, on small writing on the top of the, the cushion part. And as I noticed it. Um, they, she agreed that, oh my gosh, I've been looking for that everywhere. I thought I dropped it in the parking lot. And so I can just imagine. That is hilarious. (laughs) That is really, really funny. And people are like, why did you even think that, um, that it was like, I mean, how did you even make that leap? And I'm like, you know, when you used to work in nursing, you know, there was all kinds of stuff that used to be left on my desk. I mean, or things I'd have to order, like breast models, you know. And, right. and I'd be like, I don't know what. And they'd, they'd even make fun of me because I'd be like, what do I need to order? Like, what do I need to look for in a breast model? And they look at me like, well, Dan, you just, I'm sorry, I don't have any. And I'm not really interested in any. Right. So I have no idea what it is I'm looking for or what, right, is, what right. is it I need. And they would just laugh at me at the fact that. You know, they probably, I was the safest one to order it because I wouldn't be doing any, like, you wouldn't be hoochie coochie on it. it. Yeah, exactly. So, right. so yeah, so um, it was just a very interesting experience. And, and the coworkers were just like, I, I just can't believe. I mean, this things just happened to me. I'm, it's not a, a normal, you know, it's just That's part of my life. It's really funny exactly. that she thought she dropped her placenta in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're just joining us, yeah. <laughs> Dan was not talking about an actual placenta, but a well, medical teaching model. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, technically it was. But that it was he a... initially thought it was a hat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dan, 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 Dan. Oh, so how have you been? You know, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm totally... (laughs) I'm wearing sweatpants, which just seems embarrassing. And I know that I'm on the radio and no one would ever know. (laughs) But But you look so comfortable. I'm very comfortable. I mean... But it was just sort of this thing. I was like, you know, it's chilly. I think I want to wear sweatpants. (laughs) Exactly. It made no sense, really, because yes. jeans are just as warm. I don't, you know. I was like, I think I'll put on sweatpants. Yes. And just be cozy. And it's weird. Sweatpants are strange. You know, they they the pockets are different. And oh yeah. Whatever. Um, yes. That's you know irrelevant. In general, I'm great. I 
um, learned something fairly recently, a gay term. Oh. That is, it's very filthy, I have to say, Uh-oh. before we get into it. But I want to know if you've heard, that we've talked in the show on the show in the past about Senator Rick Santorum. Okay. From Pennsylvania, who is virulently oh. anti-gay. Okay. Um, and so there was this sort of gay slash queer, like, I don't know, way to pay him back for his hatred of giving something, giving something the name Santorum in our community. And it's, so I'm wondering, have you heard of this term? I think you're going to have to spell it for me. Something well, Santorum. Is, oh, it is, is Santorum. It's, it's name. It's Santorum is what it is. And a friend of mine recently told me this, defined it for me, and was shocked that she was teaching me something gay. She's like, you know everything gay. I can't believe you don't know this. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm digging. I don't know. So what Santorum is... Oh, no. It's really filthy. Uh-oh. I really... Don't let your kids listen to the next 30 seconds of the <laughs> <Okay>. show. <laughs> it, if Santorum is the fecal matter lube froth that's left after anal sex. It's called Santorum now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah! <laughs> that just... Doesn't yeah? Wow! So he's been immortalized as the Santorum. As the Santorum. So, honey, do I have any Santorum left? <laughs> right. Do I need a towel for the Santorum? Yeah. It's. I said oh it was my nasty. Goodness. I was okay. You can put your kids back on the show now. I'm done. But oh my word! I said it was nasty. I was oh, not lying. Oh, you certainly did. Oh and my god! And so gosh. now we're spreading the word. Yes. Yes. And uh, this, this is a new term. This isn't an old term. No. Okay. No. Okay. So this is the new term to be able to say. Gosh, I wonder what they're going to come up with. Like Fred Phelps. Phelps. Hmm. Mm. Maybe it'd be the new thing. Like you know, the new term for felching. So. You yeah, know. which is a really nasty, nasty. Yes. In my opinion, I would not have participated in, in it. In my some opinion, people are I understand that. some people think it's really hot and want to exactly. do it a lot. Yeah. I support them in the. It's just not my kink. That's right. That's what my friend Deb says. You know, she's like, well, it's just not my kink. <laughs> you know, she's not going to pass judgment on it. And I am down with that. I'm not interested in passing judgment on anybody, but it's just not for me. Right, right. Not that the opportunity to felt would present itself much to me. Not to you, that's for sure, yes. But <laughs> I do like well, to talk about, you know, joke about it. So well, Yes, I mean, I think there's certain things that like I'm curious about, but I don't think I'd ever participate when it comes to um, lesbian sex. I don't think there would be... I mean, there's some things I'm like kind of curious about, but I'm like... I don't know if Not I'd ever that be curious. Able, yeah, it's like nothing that's going to drive me to. Uh, You're sort of foreshadowing our topic a little bit in a vague sort of way. Oh, I am. A little bit, a little tiny, weird sort of innuendo way. Yeah. Foreshadowing our topic, um, but I thought I had to tell you about Santorum. Yes. I thought that you would <laughs> definitely appreciate. I that. thought it was going to be something like you know, you know, rough sex that you you know that it. it uh, tore some skin or something like that, but no, no it was a little more nastier than I, than my mind went to. Yeah, yeah, I was wow taken aback. 
when I learned that word. Yes. I th- and it doesn't, it takes a lot <laughs> to make me either blush. Well, the image and then like the taste of my mouth was just like, oh, blah, no, yeah, thanks. Yeah. And uh, just going yeah. through the whole experience. It was, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it's quite visceral. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Defining Santorum is a visceral experience. That is for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Yeah, I was, I was, I have to say, I was like, oh my, <laughs> when I learned that. That's right. But my friend was also quite proud of herself. It's my friend Kelly, who I talk about all oh, the time. Oh, yes. Was quite proud of herself that she taught me something gay. Yes. She's like, That's I great. thought you knew you would know everything gay. I can't believe that you know, so I know something gay that you don't. <laughs> well, you know so. what? I think that is one of those things when you become as gay as, um, as super gay as we are. It's one of those things where there are sometimes things that just kind of get through that you never. Right. You just don't catch up yeah, to it. Yeah, exactly. Because people assume you already know it and you right. don't actually get so into So people don't tell you about it. And right. then they mention it and you're like, what are you talking about? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, I don't know that. Yes. I don't know what the Santorum is. Right. And oh my God, I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was just like when I moved, um, when I first moved, no, not when I first moved, I guess the second time I moved to Ann Arbor, um, no, it'd be actually the, never mind. Um, but one of the times I moved, I ended up being, I was living on Main Street and it was at the, um, and the street, there's Main and Felch and I had no idea where I was moving and dirty exactly I had no idea and sure enough so as I'm sitting there kind of like you know talking to people oh I'd give you directions on how to get here I get to my to my house um where I don't live anymore so if you're trying to hunt me down I'm not there anymore um it was one of those things where uh um, it, the joke was because there was because uh, I had roommates and so it was like the three gay you know the three gays at the end of Felch. I mean, it really got to be a that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I used to take a pottery class that was on Felch Street, and every time I would go there, I would just giggle. <laughs> I would turn and go hee hee hee. And you know, at the time, like I was I'm 13. trying to figure out what they were. You know what it they were thinking. It had to be somebody's name or something, yes. which is even horribly worse. Yeah. Un- unfortunate for that person. That's right. To be named Richard that. Richard Felch. That would be something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Richard yeah, Felch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, ouch. So. Yeah. It, that's mm. that's tough. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, that whole area. I mean, in that area, there seems to be a, somebody must have been, I mean, because there's also the street that's called Hiscock. There's also, yes. you know, so you can, I think you can actually go, I think there's a corner. I'd have to check the maps again to find out, but there's a bunch of, in that direct area. That Bizarrely a, sexual yeah, street names. Exactly. And Randomly, the, yeah, the corner or the intersection of Hiscock and Felch. I mean, I don't know if that still exists, but right, you know, wow, yeah, wouldn't that be? Something? I wouldn't want to live there. Right, right. Well, I might, but but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you would. Yeah. So, but yeah, it gets kind of interesting. So. Um, so do you want to take a quick break? Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, I guess we'll talk about our topic. I'm being very um, enigmatic about our topic. Uh. Not on purpose. I just am. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we will dive right in. That'd be great. Got to be 
Are we on? Are we on? Oh, we are on. Okay, great. We're talking about Santorum again. (laughs) It's weird how things that are nasty just keep drawing us back. (laughs) Just drawing us back again and again and again. Exactly. As nasty as we both agree that it is, though, it is perfectly named. Oh, it is. Oh, I would. I would. I'm, that I'm not arguing. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not arguing at all with that one. Oh, my gosh. So our topic tonight, and we had originally hoped to have Jeremy Merklinger with us tonight, but he's having some issues that are keeping him from the show. He may join us later on. Um, but he was, of course, going to talk about rap. And we do want to say on his behalf that Outfest is September 30th. Yes. Starting, I believe, at 4 p.m. and going into the, the wee hours of the morning um, in the Farmer's Market, Carytown area um, on 4th Avenue across from the Braun Court area. Yes. Um, there's going to be lots of fun stuff there. Um, there's it's a guaranteed gonna, good time every year. It is. Year. Every year we have a blast every time I go. Um, so want to make sure that... Um, we're letting folks know about that. And also, I just today saw that they really need some volunteers. Ah. So if you want to go there and hang out and volunteer your time, um, call the wrap office at 734-995-9867 or email Jeremy at jeremy at wrap-up.org, um, which you can also link to them through our website, which is closetsontheair.com. Yes. Wrap is totally listed as a link there with Jeremy's email and whatnot. It's all there. Um, so Outfest is September 30th. I want to make sure that we remind folks about that because it's coming very soon. Yeah, a week and a half. A week and a half. Holy um, moly. Which I'm really looking forward to. I really enjoy Outfest. I think it's a really good time. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's a, it is totally a family reunion. Totally. It really is. Well, and I like one of the things I liked about it is that it's also, there's always some new fun things that are happening. Like, for instance, Mm -hmm. when we have the bands there and, and, uh, folks, and to have folks dancing in the street. Now, Uh besides the DJ dancing in the streets, but we had some young, Young folks that kind of joined us, some youth right. that uh, you know just happened to be walking by and just joined us and started dancing and and people seemed to be okay with it. I mean that was what they might have been standing between you know there were people sitting and then there were people dancing and but people seemed okay with it and mm-hmm. and and just was like you know they're enjoying the festival as much as we are so um, uh, that's it just it seems to be there's room for everybody mm-hmm. you know so absolutely if you there want to are. go to the bar and. And do that kind of stuff, or if you just want to kind of... Uh, and I think they're having some cars there, like a oh, car yeah. show this year, and other fun stuff. Yeah, big kids area, and right. just craziness. Yes. All kinds of good fun things craziness. to do. Crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> crazy. Right. So, so what I, I've been teasing this topic for a few weeks now, and in fact brought it up to Dan quite some time ago. Um, I wanted to talk about my question is what makes you gay and really that's not about it you know i'm using gay very broadly but basically my question is what is it about is it attraction is it body parts is it really sex or gender what what is the issue why are we queer well see for me queer is a totally different thing than yeah like being queer doesn't have a whole lot to do with the sex that i have Right, but does that make you gay? Right. Right. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think this is a huge topic, mm-hmm. um, which we should have a whole like panel of guests. But instead... Well, we did. We and... did, and they didn't know. <laughs> but instead, Dan yet. and I are going to force our opinions on everyone. That's right. You know, like we never do. We've never done that. It's, <laughs> we're stepping outside of our comfort zone. 
And maybe we can actually have people call in. Yes, call in if you, I mean... If you Alex have, like, what? What? Hold on. <laughs> Is the phone on? Um, but, you know, I think it's important to talk about this because it is, I think it, for me, I witness it being very fluid for pe- some people. Right. And, and for people... other people, very staid and rigid. Right. Um, and then there are people who are somewhere in between both of those things, too. But um, so what is it? What is it? Is it? And I'm, of course generalizing but is it the phone number oh yeah we should tell people the phone number if we want them to call huh yes the phone number if you're interested in talking to us is 763-3500 yes um please if you want to participate in this conversation yes so my question is as a gay man dan Mm -hmm. a gay man dan (laughs) sounds like an action figure that's right um are you attracted and you can speak in generalities. You don't have to speak about yourself necessarily, but are you attracted to men or to masculinity? Right. And when when you say you're, if you pick men, like, is it men who have, who were born men? Like, mm-hmm. you know, who right. have all of the regular body parts, quote unquote, that are supposed to be attributed to a male body? Mm-hmm. Um, is it the organs and whatever, or is it just the maleness? Which then oozes on over into the, well, are you then attracted to masculinity? Right. Thing, right. Um, because, I mean, okay, I won't keep going. I guess I'll just stop with that question. Well, I think that if I was going to be, if I was going to be calling into the show at 734-763-3500, um, I would probably, see, I think I'm attracted to the masculinity. And I think that that, for me, is important. Is that because um, because one of the things that's my first thing that I'm attracted to is the person, and I think that that um, and then I kind of work with the body parts, um, and and so for me, I think what makes me gay or what me what I think I identified is that I must be gay when especially when I first realized that oh I mean the, one of the things I was thinking of is is it in my youth. You know, what Which isn't was over. I don't know what you're saying that for. Well, I'm thinking of, like, you, thank you very much. Thank you're you. You're welcome. Yes. Because um, I wonder what will happen when I'm 30. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think I already know. Um, but it's one of those, uh, like, when, when I was, you know, in grade school and I was discovering my sexuality and realizing that I was a little different, I, I think what I was, I, I was attracted to the masculinity. I wasn't, and I and the the masculinity and what's attributed to that: the hard body, the um, the the hair, the um, the butchness that a person had. And I think that that's what did attract me to that. That I f- figured out that uh, I must be gay because I'm not attracted to to women or the femininity. Or their, you know, or the what we call the soft body. Um, that 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 isn't that wasn't appealing to me back then, mm-hmm. and so that's why I kind of where then that's where I think where I started identifying as I must be gay, and I and also so and as I've grown grown up, like I've shared before, where there was a situation where I was attracted to a transgender person that I didn't realize that I was attracted to that was very masculine. <clears throat> And when I discovered um, that um, he had transitioned from a female to a male, that suddenly I 
there, I had to really think about, well, what is it that I'm really attracted to? Because that, by that time, I thought it was definitely the genitalia, the, you know, that having all the accoutrements that would go with that. Uh, with that gender, and I started really taking a look at that and realizing what well what I was attracted to was definitely the masculinity. Um, but for me to fulfill what I'm interested in, I need to have all of all of the parts that go with masculinity. Um, for for me, and so that's so your answer may be it's both. No, I think it's primarily the masculinity. That's what I'm attracted to. That's what I I don't seem to be attracted to to women, but I'm I'm definitely attracted to a, a masculine person, um, and that seems to be where um, where I seem to perk up and like wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and the and I and the other thing too at the same time, and I don't know if I shared this when I went to uh, Ontario Pride. Um, we had decided to go to a strip joint um, that used to be there called the Happy Tap. And they were having dancers. And they were had, because it was pride, they, both, they had both male and female dancers. And I realized that the women really didn't do anything for me. That when the women were up there dancing and, the, and they were... And, and in Ontario, I don't know if it's still true, but at, this time, but at that time, there was no... They could do full nude. Um... Uh, they could have their naked day. Um, and, uh, um, and, and I realized that, yeah, this was not something I was really attracted to. Mm -hmm. Um, yet I was very comfortable with a woman being, um, being naked where I, that, which was very interesting. Um, where I found that some of my friends were not as, um, as comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things that, that happened that was very funny was that, um, the one of the things that I, that I thought was really kind of funny was that she was able she was a great day there was one dancer that was just absolutely wonderful um and um just amazing what she was able to do on stage and things like this and um i decided that's very piquant what you just said she was very amazing at what she was able to do on stage i'm fascinated you'll have to tell me on a break oh okay I mean. and um, <laughs> and uh, and she, and so I, you know, this is the various moves that she was making and things. I was just like, she's a really, she's very talented in, in the dancer sense, not as mm -hmm. in a, um, uh, stripper or anything like that. And when I went to go, I, so I tried to, to tip her and, and she was just like, oh, here we, you know, like, okay. And all she had were like boots on or whatever. And I just, and, and I, I just put it in the boot and said, thank you very much. And she just was like you're not wanting anything more and i'm like no you're a great dancer i, I enjoyed your dancing like this so i'm done or whatever well she globbed onto that um because it was mostly a male crowd because mm -hmm. that's mostly what happened at the happy tap was mostly men and um and i was busy turned away from the stage talking to my friends and my friends were like you know hey dan uh i think she wants to talk to you or whatever and i had turned and within like three inches of my face, she was bent over and I could see everything. And I. She was showing you her birthday. That's right. Like there we say. go. Yes, exactly. And, and it was very funny. And I just started laughing and the, you know, and she started laughing or whatever. And so I was able to enjoy that and have fun. Uh, very playful, very flirt, you know, flirting and things. I, mean, I guess we weren't really flirting because flirting it wasn't really sexual in any way. But it was very fun in the interaction we were mm -hmm. having. Um, 
but I realized that mm, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know there wouldn't be like for instance when I'm with men I know where I want to go with this. You know, there right. is a drive inside of me that it's definitely this is where we want to. Yes, yes, and knowing what to do. So yeah. that's where I'm. I'm really realizing that that was kind of a confirmation for me. But at the same time, having the experience of what I'm initially attracted to, as um, I'm initially attracted to masculinity, masculinity. But I, for me to be partnering up with somebody. I find that I have a drive that also means that I have to have the um, the male parts, if you will. Um, and so that's a long answer to your question. It's a totally fine answer. It's long. I find that it's long. It's yeah. not an issue. You know, I, I find this such a fascinating topic. I yes. really do. I find it very interesting, very intriguing. And I try to think of my answer to the question, you know, am I attracted to, to female or to femininity? Right. And the thing, you know, one of the things that comes up to me is that I'm, I, well, I could say, yes, femininity is attractive to me. Like I don't find a lot of straight women attractive. Oh, interesting. It's not that I, I don't see a lot of, and I mean, straight is in completely not queer. Okay. I don't mean like, um, you know, there are there are trans women who are heterosexual, right? And, like they partner with men, right? I don't mean, I mean completely not queer, like okay. women who were born women who partner with men who exclusively, men. right? Right, like right. not queer, non-queer women. I don't find a lot of them attractive. So, like feminine femininity is not a good answer for me to say either. Cause like I could get to a place where I could be indifferent about the body parts. Okay. I mostly, you know, okay. What I can like say as far as female femininity goes is like, I'm attracted to femme women, you know, which uh, is a, okay. is a different sort of femininity. I think, um, I'm also attracted to butch women. Like I would never say that I'm not into, into masculine people other like most straight men mm -hmm. creep me out mm -hmm. i have to say right um i'm just gonna be honest yeah 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 <laughs> but there are a lot like i think that i like i said i could get to a place where you know i'm attracted to queerness right that's what i could say i'm attracted to so within that gender is huge right Gender is ginormous yes. in the context of queerness. Yes. So, and sex is also, sex meaning biology. Right. Um, really quickly, I wanted to just throw in here that if you can't get to a phone, you want to send us an email comment, ah. you can send it to coolkids at closetsontheair.com. Does that still work? I can still get email from it. Oh, okay. Or you can send it, if it's easier, you can send it to christycardinal at gmail.com. Oh, okay. Um, that's also a way that you can... Get, Got it. Get okay. to us. But Christy is spelled C-R-I-S-T-Y. Yes. Um, just to help you out. So you can send us an email during the time of the show also. I have my email up and Good. willing okay. to look at it. Um, but so it's a tough question for me to answer. Right. It really is. Well, and that's one of the other thing. To, I'm sorry. Did I? No, so the, please Because that's the other thing is that I was thinking, because I was visiting with some folks last night where um, a friend of mine is a, a male to female uh uh, who transition and she has very um, masculine men that that visit her on a regular basis, um, and uh, as we call her groupies or her peeps. Um, <laughs> and uh, but the um, but they want they they're very clear that they do not want 
um, masculine, um, a masculine partner. Mm-hmm. They want um, the male parts, but they do not want anything else. Um, they want they want her to be dressed up as a woman. They want her dressed as as um, they you know they want her to have the cleavage. They want her to have um, that she really does present herself as a woman, and that she. Um, and, but, but they, but they're interested in making sure that she, but she also has to have the male parts. And so that's where I kind of wonder in society, we would instantly call them gay or in a lot of my friends would have called them gay. Um, Mm -hmm. but what is it that they're really attracted to? Right. And what is it that they're... I, th- I find it very interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. You know. And, you know, I know a lot of people will say, well, clearly that person has a lot of internalized homophobia. Right. Well, right. Like, they want the world to see that they're with a woman, mm-hmm. but in the bedroom, they want to be with a man. Right. You know, and, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm just saying I think that people would have that opinion. Yeah. Um, right. And then it's, it's a fascinating thing. I have of recently, you know, butch women are sort of a dying breed. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of, of women who identify as butch anymore. A lot of butch women have transitioned um, mm-hmm. and, and that's totally cool and I support that. But I have a few very close friends who are um, butch identified and we've talked about that like, I I found of late that there's sort of a trend like being a butch fag, not meaning a gay man who's butch, but being a butch woman who's attracted or into other butches. Interesting. And so I've I've not really done any empirical studies. This is right. all anecdotal and whatnot. Right. But I mean, what I wonder what that's about. Like, it used to be that there were a lot of butch people, butch women around that you could have camaraderie with and oh. and... And that's starting to go away a little right. bit. And so now are we stepping up our desire to be around butches to a sexual thing? To I don't know. I'm not yeah. an expert or have any, yeah. you know, information about it. Well, and that's exactly it. It's like, which is it? Is it that right. they're... they're... Before, and I also want to say, I mean, there have always been butches who are into other butches. It's yes. not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that's it's not a new thing. And But it is, to some extent, in in, in communities where butch femme, butch femme is an identity that people embrace, that butches are only with femmes. That's, right. you know, there's not, you don't cross that line. Right. Um, and that, so that, it is a sort of a taboo, I guess, in, in that kind of culture. It's really... Um, it's fascinating to me. That, well, that's a whole other topic. But. Well, but at the same time, I mean, would that be some? Would that be like a heterosexism then? I mean, because the why can't the butchers connect or why can't right. the femmes connect? Right. Um, well, I guess the thing is, I've always heard like I, I guess I've always seen where femmes could connect. Like two femmes can connect, uh, a femme and a butch can connect, but a butch and a butch cannot. Right. And so is that again where we're. Um, putting together uh, a, a, um, a, a dynamic of sexism, of a ranking again. Absolutely. You know, because I the butches th- and, the, and the both communities, I think, and I'm saying both just because I'm thinking of just the lesbian and, and the gay male community or the gay female community, is where that that there is a ranking that mm-hmm. if you're if you're butch, you have a higher ranking or Absolutely. a higher status. You have you more sta- You have more privilege. Yeah more privilege and you can get away with more. I mean, there's also 
this is a like I said, the butch femme thing is a whole other topic. But there are other things about it um, that are key and that give that sort of ranking and status. For example, a butch woman is is out to everyone. Except yes. maybe in Michigan because we look like farm wives. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but a butch woman is really out to everyone and can never hide that. And to, and to some extent that gives cachet. Mm-hmm. And to other, on the other extreme can put her in danger. Right. Femme women have a little bit less visibility. Yes. Quite a bit less visibility. Yes. And so they're not seen as gay by straights or nope. by other gays. You know, and they right. get sort of the shaft in that regard. Yes. Um, and they, but they also, and I know this not from my personal experience, but from things that, um, the hottest femme I know has told me, um, that in some ways she doesn't understand what it's like to always be exposed. Yes. You know, she just, she's never gonna, gonna get, like we, (laughs) as an example, we, this is really funny on our way to no lose, we drove and there were. Many, many rural areas that we were driving through, and we would we decided to stop for the night in the middle of Bukstahuti, Ohio. Had no idea where we were, but it was late and we were tired. So we pull into the hotel and we all look at each other, and it's like, so who goes in? One of the butches or the brown person? Wow! Like, how do we? Right. What do we do here? Yeah. You know, who's the safest? Yeah. Um, and it's, that is, that was a tough decision to make, but you know, like I said, I think that femmes face a, a barrier and they also face the sexism barrier, of course. Right. That's sort of compounded because they face it in their well, I think own the, community in a different the gender, way. When the gender and the, um, sexual organs match, I think rather than. There, there seems to be a, a way to, um, there, there is an ease. The, that's when the, um, the male, um, has feminine attributes, or when the female has uh, masculine attributes. That there is a, that that's where the, the, a lot of times that's where the violence begins, or that's where the violence, um, is attributed. And I think right. that that's. But getting back to our our question of, you know, like, what are we attracted to? I think that that, and what makes me gay, I think what keeps me gay is how much I identify with the gay culture. That yeah. it seems to really speak to me. And I know that there's many arguments like, oh, is there really a gay culture? Is there really, you know, how can you have a, a culture or whatever? And I guess maybe I'm more thinking of it as an ethnicity, even. That there's just a set of beliefs that they're, that, mm-hmm. that, gay folks have um, or queer folks have and I think that there's it just seems because I'd be, I'm able to identify with that and I don't know if it's because of the hardship or if it's because of the uh, always having to be out or having to have that always in the back of my mind of what I have to deal with um, I, that's what I think where my gayness comes from if you will because I wasn't really mm-hmm. sh- I want um, but my attraction but my attraction could be could is definitely could be either the gender or the it's mostly I don't know I think that that's because I think that I don't see I think that people are attracted I mean, from my own just just thinking about all my friends and how they've been attracted they 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 are attracted to the gender 
they I think they really are and then the rest has to fall in place. Mm-hmm. Um and gender is is sort of regardless of parts. Yes. Yeah, what what their gender expression it is, is. Except for the sort of part. I mean, gender yes. expression is regardless yes. of the parts. Um yeah, and I've often wondered, you know, if as a butch woman, I went to you know, the eagle or something, mm-hmm. looking for looking for action. Mm-hmm. What would be my reception? You wouldn't. You would not be allowed in. Right, I would not be allowed in. Yeah. But if you know, more than half of the people in there are down with masculinity, mm-hmm. and I'm masculine, yep. fairly masculine, get right. stirred all the time, whatever. Right. Until I talk, and they're like, "We well, sound like Minnie Mouse. You can't be a man." Um, <laughs> so. You know, what is that based on? Right. That That's like the, you know, the Michigan Women Music Festival yes. policy. Right. Doing panty checks at the door. Right. But I'm I'm masculine, and mm-hmm. if that's what the attraction is, why can't I be a part of that group? And I'm not asking to be. I'm just no. posing the question of, like, most people would say if they're put to, a, put to the test, it's the gender expression that mm-hmm. is attractive to me initially. Mm-hmm. Um because you know the parts can be purchased, right? Frankly, yes, and carried around in a little bag, yes. Um, and so it's a little tough when you kind of go through the um, airport, airport security. security. Yeah. But yeah, believe me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely know how hard that is. I've had many. I've had my suitcases searched before and had a little note stuck in there, and woo, um, not so fun, but. I, you know, it's just a question. I think it's bottomless. This topic, yeah, the 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 possibilities of that. You know, I don't know if I put down if I brought in a leather daddy who was at the Eagle and Mm -hmm. asked the question. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that the answer would be, well, it is masculinity. Yeah, but it's hyper masculinity. Mm -hmm. It's extreme masculinity, and a woman is never going to have that. That right. would, uh, that's what I'm hypothesizing the answer would be. Well, and that's one of the things I think a, a friend of mine who was a um, psychologist, I mean, he said that gay man was the, well, is being a gay man or being a lesbian, but being a gay man, I mean, it when, that is hypermasculinity. That there is, I mean, the, the masculinity, the, the butches or the, the masculinity being attracted to one, one another, the genitalia being the same. I mean, that, that it's all masculine. Just like with lesbian, I mean, it's as much as we try to get away from that and try like, no, 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 that's not what feminism is all about. But that is ultimate fe- feminism in a sense. Because you have, not feminism, but femininity. Sorry, let me get away from that. Different thing. Totally different thing. Sorry about it. I mixed two words together. But fe- femininity. And that's fascinating because there's very little of me that is feminine, except for my, you know, long but I'm curly eyelashes. That, right, and <laughs> right, and I think that that was where I think that the when the the there's the two femmes that they have the same feminine parts, right. or female parts. That I think that that's what is they're it saying. Hyper femininity or hyper femaleness and hyper maleness. You know what I'm saying? Because well, I think that's what masculinity and femininity is. Is is a well, I don't know because I—I I mean, I see masculinity and femininity related to gender expression, and maleness and femaleness related to sex, biological mm-hmm, sex, mm-hmm. and so I don't think that they're the same. Well, what I'm saying is that I think they were—they were talking about a certain segment of our communities, 
like with with le- with lesbians who are both feminine and both have female parts that that would be the ultimate feminine fem, uh, femi- femi- femininity. femininity yeah femininity yeah because of the the energy of the of uh, being female and where with with the the I don't want to say opposite but on another spectrum would be the masculinity and the masculine parts right um but i think that that's i mean I, and but i think th- th- then there's the variations that fall from there where and I really, I truly think that I, I think that people, it's just like I, I'm attracted to, like, for instance, when I'm looking for a partner, there are certain attributes that I'm looking for mm-hmm. and that everything has to fall into place or you're just a friend. And I right. think that that's where, uh, that, that from my understanding is, or my experience, I should be talking, talking Your about. Your studies have shown. My studies have shown. Um, and if I had called in at 763-3500, um, that I would probably say that I am probably attracted to, that, that most people are probably attracted to the gender first. And it's not the necessarily the body part. Yeah. And I and now, okay, now I'm, I'm just come to mind is just I know in the gay male community, what about the glory holes? I mean, you don't have no idea if the person on the other side of that um, right. wall is is masculine or feminine. It's just the part. But that's just sex. To uh-huh. me, that's where it's very different than or I'm coupling or that what makes me... Want to spend time with that person. Right. Want to have intimacy. Because I don't know what... Well, I mean, how do women deal with that? I mean, I know in the male community, I mean, we just partner up. Sex, you know, parts is parts, and we go go to town. But it's one of the... But I don't... You know, with all the, you know, the, the sex clubs or the parks that you go to, they really don't, they don't, you don't have an opportunity to take a really look to see if they're, if they're masculine or feminine. It isn't probably until you're doing some other acts, uh, sexual acts that you would be able to um, right. find out if they're, if they're, if they have to have, if they have gender, what kind of energy do they have, masculine or feminine. But I think that... Really, you don't think you can see what kind of energy someone has just by casually glancing at them? Um, I'm talking about strictly the glory holes. Oh, okay. Where well, you're that's... sticking a part through a wall. Right. That's... You can't really tell what's going on there. Right. And um, or if I'm in a bar, um, and I've got a bunch of men, you know, up on stage, and I'm doing them all, I don't. I, I don't think I can be able to You're not just in look the best them. position to judge yeah. at that point. Because there's some folks that can just stand there and look masculine, but as soon as they open their mouth, yes. there's, it gives them away. I've met them. Yes. Myself. Or as a friend, you know, and so they, or a friend says that they're so gay they can stand in the corner and they don't have to move and everybody will know. I mean, right. it's one of those how they present themselves. Right, right, right. Um, their expression. And so I think that, so what would be the equivalent to, for women? I mean, I don't know of many women's sex clubs. I don't know very many. They exist in various and sundry places. I mean, there aren't certainly any around here. Um, you know, I don't know. Because right. I think that there is also, I mean, there is a common, to some extent, element of women who pack. In right. The, and so even that, yes. y- you know, yes. I had... And by packing, you meaning they that it's just kind of like they very similar to how men that want to be women pack a bra. Right. Okay. Right. But they're doing it in the male level, male yes. situation. Okay. Yes. And so 
that adds another complicating factor, right? Like, are they packing because they're packing or are they packing because they're identifying as a man? Right. Even, you know, what is that? It's a whole other level of, of right. stuff. Right. There, you know, I, I one time had a conversation with someone who automatically identified me as a, a trans man because mm-hmm. I was a butch woman and I said, you know, I very much identify as a woman that mm-hmm. no one, I've, I never have not said that I'm right. a woman, but I'm a masculine woman. Right. And they argued with me that that was, that made me transgender. And I thought, you know, I, I was very, it was a very interesting conversation. It was also terrible because this person was trying to force yeah. a worldview on me. Well, that's the first mistake they made. Right. To, yeah. Force a worldview on me. And I was thinking, you know, I was like, this makes it hard to be who you are. Right. When we do this to each other, when we say, I have it all figured out and mm-hmm. here's the deal. Here's, well, if you are a butch woman that oh, you're not a woman anymore. Right. You can't be both. Right. You can't be masculine and female. Yeah. Um, and that, and to me, I, I view myself as, as transgressive in my gender expression, certainly, but I, you know, and certainly in my attraction is dictated by that to some extent, what I'm attracted to, who I'm attracted to. But like, I think in the, what to answer your, come back to your question, like most events like the lesbian sex mafia, which is in New York city, their events are women and trans. Okay. So there's already an expectation that gender is not rigid in that space. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that there is, a comparable, any kind of comparable situation right. that you're talking about. Like we are, we walk, I would walk into that party expecting gender to be fluid and to be different depending on whom I'm talking to, mm-hmm. you know, that everybody there is going to necessarily, um, fall into a mere, just a myriad of categories of gender right. that I don't have any way of just knowing, you know, ex- for example, in that space, I could be read as a trans man. Right. Even though that's not my identity. That's right. And just the same, I could run into um, somebody. Oh, uh, run into someone who I view as a butch woman who's trans. Right. I could also encounter someone who's very feminine and seems very femme, but is trans. Right. Gender is so. There are so many categories of gender in that space that what you're talking about would never happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just not. So I guess that's my answer to so the So how would they comparison. hook up? If you if you if you went to that party, how would people hook up to that at that party? Well, I think that it's based on the initial attraction. Like, you know, if you go there, go to that party, and you're looking to hook up with someone who's masculine, um, then that's what you look for, regardless of anything else. Right. <coughs> right. Okay, so you're basically looking for like attributes again, and okay, right, okay, and then um, and then fitting all the other parts from but there. Yeah, everything else is secondary. I think. Got it. Hmm. I, th- See, I, mean, I think that that's what's so interesting is like when we are supposedly attracted. I mean, this is getting very um, 
uh, ethereal or whatever. But I think one of the things that's, for me is that it's uh, that exchange of for me. I think a lot of times where sex is about the energy that I'm exchanging, uh-huh. and I think that that and and how and I can get pro- pretty probably not meaning to be sounding very raunchy and things like this, but just, I mean... Oh, you're going to talk about Santorum again, aren't you? Right, exactly, is how how the tools of how I'm going to go about exchanging that energy. And I think that that, and each tool is very, you know, one is very um, uh, uh, invasive or very, um, I'm trying to avoid... um, uh, uh, perp, uh, penetration. Penetration. But I'm trying to be very. But one is that is very, uh, and the other one is very receiving. And I think that they are very, um, you know. But you're making. I think that you're making assumptions about the kind of sex that people have. But that's what I'm kind of wondering. I mean, that's exactly where, like, so I'm thinking of, like, for instance, in a gay male sex bar, sex bars, or sex clubs. What. What is it that they're trying to exchange? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that they're trying to, and I'm not talking about fluids, but what kind of, what is it that's attracting them to that? I mean, why do right. they, deter- and I'll, I'll put it out there is, you know, what about that means love to them? You know, and mm-hmm. why is that? And, and so that's where it gets interesting to me. I guess what makes me, and I guess that's also with the folks that I, that I, that are, when we start using the term men who sex with men, who are not identified as gay or right. bi, um, of how that is, um, and, and how that is, um, yeah. Sorry, we just got the one minute signal, and I'm like, oh great, I gotta bring this together. Talk faster. Exactly. We're straight men having sex with straight men, but not identifying as gay. Right. So what is it that they, that that they're what needing? What is going on with that? Right. right. And what? And is... what kind of love are they trying to accomplish, or what mm-hmm. kind of connection are they trying to make? Right. And that's where I'm I'm curious and like um, it, so what so what when it comes to but they consider but they consider themselves straight. They don't consider themselves gay. They don't consider themselves right. bi. So right. therefore, um, so what makes them heterosexual? I guess that's the exactly. question. Exactly. You know, exactly. It can go like, in the other direction too. We can make the same, you know, have the same question go in other ways. Again, this is a very fascinating and broad topic and we could spend probably the next 10 shows talking about it. Yes. Uh, we won't. We won't. No. Um, because we don't want to sound like insufferable windbags. So. <laughs> what would be the difference? Anyway. Right. <laughs> but um, we look forward to having you join us next time on Closets for Clothes. Because it's going to be a special event. It's going to be a special event. Oh, Closets are going to be all different. Oh, right. It totally is. It's going to be all different. We're going to have Bryn here to tell us how full of crap we are. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully she was listening and uh, can tell us how full of crap we were. I hope she does. <laughs> all right. We will see you the same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning by. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAB, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the Regents of the University of Michigan. 
For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place, next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace. Still, I've been smoking this pot all day, and I still can't get high What kind are you smoking? Well, all marijuana's the same, isn't it? That's the mistake a lot of people make. But not in Vietnam. Well, it was one fine morning. I was knocked out of bed by a thumb thumb rhythm I heard over my head. I went into the hall to see what it could be. It was a rock and roll uprising all around me. Now there's a radio station called WCBN. FM Ann Arbor, the home of alternative radio radio. radio. <laughs> I sure wish I could get one of those shirts. Yes, it is, of course. WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 to the left. Good evening. My name is Robert. You just heard Closets Are for Clothes, and up, up next is my show called The Hop, specializing in soul and funk. Uh, specifically tonight we'll be looking at lots of northern soul, lots of dancing tracks. But before we get to the dancers, going to start off with a slow jam here by a group called The Sensations from out of Cleveland, Ohio. A track called Please Baby Please, and we'll follow that up with Lou Johnson and a song called Magic Potion, written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. Hope you enjoy what you hear tonight. Any uh, questions, comments, or concerns as we go along, the number is 734 Seven six three thirty five hundred. Once again, my name is Robert, and this is the Hop, only on WCBN. 